Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Baldwin here. So glad to have you here with us for another awesome episode of the Speaker Lab podcast. Now, one of the best parts of our student experience here at the Speaker Lab is the coaching that is integrated into our programs. And our team has the experience and expertise that it takes to help our students gain confidence, clarity, and follow that clear path to their own speaking success. And so during our Coaches Corner podcast series, you're going to have the opportunity to hear from our Director of Student Success, Mary Alice Goldsmith, and a member of our coaching team. So whether you are at the very beginning of your speaking journey or a well-seasoned veteran in the industry. Regardless, our coaches are meeting you where you're at and equipping you to take you to the next level. So I'm going to hand the mic over to them. And I know that you're going to love hearing from our coaches. So let's get right into it. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. I'm Mary Alice Goldsmith, Director of Student Success here at the Speaker Lab. And today I am joined by our elite concierge and coach, Katie Campbell. Super excited to have her today on the Coaches Corner series. We are going to deep dive in on how to maximize coaching and get out of your own way. Big topic, important topic, and I'm super excited to go over this with you, Katie. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to be here with you. And, uh, you know, Katie is on the front lines, as I call it. Um, As soon as Mm -hmm. students sign up for one of our programs, uh, they are literally punted to Katie and Katie does such a great job of welcoming our students and really helping them almost come up with a a navigation plan on how to best go through our, our programs. Um, and it's, it's definitely white glove and you get to see all the like, Oh my God, what am I doing? Or what do I do (laughs) next? Or you get all of that. So I want to talk about this topic with you because I think one thing that you often see are students who are so in their head about, mm-hmm. about becoming a pro- professional speaker, because there's a mindset to it. They're stepping into their next level. Um, so what are some of the, like the hardest things you see speakers having to do in order to get to the crops of the impact that they want to make? Yeah. Well, first, let me just say like, we've all been there. This is not easy work to do. Mm -hmm. It's necessary. And when you do it, it's so worth it, but you're not alone coming into this with a million different things on your mind and some fears. So yeah, uh, one of the hardest things is just stepping out of your comfort zone, right? Like sometimes when people sign up for the program, they're like, they've got this adrenaline rush. And then when they look at the course, it becomes really real for them. And the beautiful thing is we're, we're guiding you every step of the way. Right. But it is going to get uncomfortable at times. And you're going to question some of the things that you know, and you thought were true and some beliefs that you've had about yourself. And it's going to be a beautiful journey, but it's going to be uncomfortable at times. And so 
you know, our team's really here to help push you through that and, and lift you up every step of the way. What, what do you think when they look at the course, as you mentioned, like, what do you think goes off in certain people's minds that make them go, Whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. I think it's all of the in-between steps, right? Like we want to be speakers. We have this message, this impact we want to make, and we see the end goal, but sometimes the journey to that end goal can seem really intimidating because there's a lot of little bits and pieces that, especially as like brand new speakers coming in that we haven't thought about, or even seasoned speakers who want to up-level maybe haven't done in their business yet. So just before the pieces are put together, kind of seeing them scattered about, right? It's like a puzzle. Yeah. It's really intimidating before you start connecting all those pieces together. But once you do, you kind of start to see this, this picture form and it gets a lot easier. So it's, it's a very similar process, I guess. Yeah. I, yeah. I think, I think what people are surprised about is when they come to the speaker lab, like we're creatives, we can get on stage all mm-hmm. day, every day, give me a topic. I'll talk about it. But we actually help you build the business of being a professional speaker. Yes. We're going to talk about your talk and we're going to help you with that, but all the components of a a speaking machine to get booked and paid to speak repeat repeatedly. um, That's the part that I think people are like, Oh, I got to, I have to shut off my creative brain and I have to turn on my strategic brain. And that could be a little intimidating at first. It can. And that's actually one of the first things I talk about before we even look at the course um, is that business mindset. It's like, Mm. hey, guys, if you come into this just thinking you're going to watch a few lessons and you're going to be a speaker, it's not going to work out well for you. Like you got to treat this like a business from the start. You've got to be consistent and intentional, like running a business from the start so that you're not in uh, shock mode when you come out of the course and you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. this has to function now. So like the sooner these students can, you know, get into that business mindset, the easier it's going to be to, to get set up for success at the end. And, you know, as it gets hard. So, yeah. I mean, initially one of the first things we do is, is help a student really journey into what is the impact that they want to make who do they want to make it for and, and why, like answering that question, why, like, why do you, why do you want to do this? And in that process, we, we help them create what we call an expert positioning statement. And there is this, there is some students who come to us and they have, they want to save the world and it's a beautiful thing, right? They want to help everyone. And one of the things that we strongly encourage is don't help everyone help Mm. one group of people really narrow down your niche. This is really hard for students. Why, why do you think that is? Yeah, I think we're all empaths, right? We want to help. We have that drive to just, you know, fix and and do great things. And we're multi-passionate. I know that's kind of a buzzword right now, but for lack of a better term, like we we're very complex. So when we ask you to get really specific on one thing, it can feel impossible sometimes. Um, but when it seems restrictive, it's really going to help your business in the long run. Uh, we're probably going to get to that and what it does for you when you narrow down. But, um, it opens up more opportunities when you can get really narrow. And sometimes when we ask you, what's your why? 
it feels like we're asking you what's the meaning of life, right? Like it's a yeah. huge question. Now but, or never answer it. Yeah. <laughs> you got to answer it now or you're out. Um, <laughs> but it's really like, it's what's your passion? What do you love doing? What do you, what do you see useful in your passion that can help others? Right. It's, it's that driving force that motivates you that can help people, but it's usually not as big of a question as we, we tend to initially feel when we start that process. Yeah. I also think we always talk about this on the student success team side. It's like, there's something that goes off in certain people's brains that when they niche, they're owning that space and they're claiming I'm an expert in this. And the next thing that happens, their ego rages and says, what are you crazy? You can't talk yep. about that. You can't do that. Do you see that as well? Like, I mean, I know All the we time. talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Imposter sitting on your shoulder. Like oh, it, yeah. it definitely narrowing down, like brings out all of the, the scared feelings of doubt. And can I really do this? And you can, you know, you, you can trust yourself. You got to trust your heart in that. But, um, if it's, it's kind of in that intersection between your passion and your, you know, your knowledge, right? If you can find that intersection, that's your why. And you got to own that expertise. You've lived it, you've learned it, whatever that may be. Um, you know, so you're put in that position to define yourself as an expert, but it's, it's a healthy position to be in. Yeah. I, I had a coaching call with a student and they came on the call and they were like real low energy. And I'm like, you know, how can I help you? You know, what's, what's the one thing that you want to make sure you're getting out of this call today. And they were like, man, I am really struggling with imposter syndrome. And I shocked the heck out of them. Cause I was like, that is awesome. That is so good. And they're like, why, you know, what are you talking about? Like they thought I was nuts. And I'm like, because if you're not struggling with imposter syndrome, you're just playing small girl. So, or you're not human. So that's it. either yeah. it's one or two things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I love that you're having some imposter syndrome because you're, you're playing bigger right now and you're going to places you've never been before. So I love shocking students with that because they're always they're They're thinking you're going to be like, well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about imposter syndrome and how it's holding you back today. And I'm just like, yeah, bring it on. You know, and they're like, well, what am I going to do? I'm like, we're going to, we're going to get through it. We're going to figure it out. We're going to call it what it is. And we're going to move on. And imposter syndrome mm-hmm. could come right along with you. That's totally fine, but you're going to keep moving forward because yeah. you've been called to do this. There's a lot of people who want to speak. They're not sitting here on this coaching call right now. Mm-hmm. So you can't turn back now, you know? So I love doing that because it's, it's what we feed, right? Like, or what we resist persists. And sometimes when we just go, this is awesome. I have imposter syndrome. I'm playing bigger. It just automatically doesn't give it the gusto that it's trying to get out of you. Totally. Totally. It's that opposite, that opposite opposing force. Yeah. And I think sometimes we get too caught up on expert, right? Like I see students coming in and they're like, well, I don't, I can't, I'm not a, you know, I speak on health, but I'm not a doctor. Like I don't have credentials behind my name. I'm not an expert. And it's like, wait a second. What's your topic though? Like, have you lived it? Because if you lived it, that's a different kind of expert. So mm-hmm. I think you have to be careful on how, you know, if you're feeling all this fear come up, how are you defining expert? Right? Totally. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Such a great point. Cause I'll, I'll tell you right now, I would much prefer to go to a doctor who's been through it than somebody who's just studied it. It's, yeah. it's just a fact, you know, like, come on, 
We all, we would all agree on that. So I'd much rather come and listen to someone who's speaking that has gone through it than someone, you know, who read a couple of books and got a PhD, not to disrespect anyone who's read a couple of books and got a PhD, but it's just my opinion. I would much prefer (laughs) to sit in an audience where somebody actually has gone through it, learned from it, and is now impacting the world to help them get through it. So yeah, such a great point. One thing I would suggest too, if you're struggling with that, defining that in yourself is like, just do a brain dump and like get a notebook Mm -hmm. and write down all of the reasons why you are an expert in the field and whether it's your credentials or not, or your experiences, I think you're going to find a lot more things come up that on why it qualifies you to talk about this than you initially can think of off the top of your head. So don't be afraid to put it on paper and write it down too. That can be really eye-opening. Yeah. And you'd be surprised the people that you, um, respect and follow, and you might consider mentors. If you really went into their history, you'd be surprised that a lot of them don't have doctorates or haven't gone to school for this, but they have a ton of experience and that's why you were attracted to them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that's another great exercise to do, um, as well. So, you know, narrowing down the niche, we, we niche, then we know that can be challenging, but why is it important that we coach our students to do this? Why, why do we do this? Why don't we just let them change the world? (laughs) Yeah. It, it helps you speak directly to your audience, right? Like if you don't narrow it down, when you try to speak to everybody, you don't speak to anybody, right? You get lost in the noise. So by narrowing it down, you're able to stand out from all of the noise, perk people's ears up and say, Oh, wow. I really connect with this person's message. I see myself in them in their story. I know I didn't know someone else was going through this too. So it creates that human connection and it allows you to like really really pinpoint who you're going after too. This is a business like we said before and you know, if you're a nail salon, you're not going after a pizza competitor, right? Like right. everyone's got to stay in your niche and it's the same thing for for speaking. Mhm. Yeah. And I think it really does help you get very clear on your why, because when you know what you're talking about, the impact you're making and who you're making it for that audience becomes less than uh, becomes more than an audience. It becomes a human and there's that emotional connection. And so marketing to them, speaking a certain language, it becomes so much more important there's like that emotional component to it. And I don't care if you're in corporate leadership or in motivational speaking, it's, it's still human to human. You're a speaker speaking to humans. And when you can get really clear on your niche, it, it helps your why become more defined and clear. Yeah. And it's more fulfilling for you, right? Like sure. it creates self-awareness. If you're just going out and speaking and you're not acknowledging the impact that you want to make, then you're not going to feel very fulfilled from it. Right. Mm-hmm. So like it does a whole lot for you, not just your audience to really have that defined reason. Yeah, for sure. Um, not to mention that it totally helps on what we talked about in our last episode of your website and your demo reel and your abstract the language is so much more clear and you will attract the right people and you'll be able to answer that question. What's in it for me. Whereas if you're trying to speak to everyone and solve all the things, it's, it's really, really hard to attract the right people and get booked and paid to speak over and over. So that, that clarity on your language becomes so succinct, um, 
when you niche down specifically. Yeah. It's like what Grant calls, I think he calls it the buffet method, right? I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure he says that in one of his videos. It's like, it's like, you know, if I'm an event booker coming to your website, I tell, I talk about this to students all the time and I'm trying to figure out what the heck you do. And I see that you speak to this audience about that. And this one about that, you know, times four, (laughs) I'm going to be like, all right, well, what do they actually specialize in? Right. If I go to a doctor, I don't want to see that they're also a chef and also an artist, right? Like how much hours are you actually, yeah. (laughs) How much time are you actually in the office before you operate on me? (laughs) Right. Exactly. So you got to really be really, you know, clear to the person who's going to pay you and book you on and own that expertise as well. For sure. hundred percent. So what are a few coaching tips that maybe we can share right now to help people? Um, you know, maybe there's somebody listening who's like, I really do need to niche down because I do save the world or try to, mm-hmm. and haven't got booked to pay to speak in over a year. Hello, mm-hmm. we're talking to you. So what are some tips that we can do to help them do this with more ease? Yeah. So just a given, like being open and receptive to other perspectives, you know, someone outside of your bubble and what you've been doing or thinking about over and over again can be incredibly beneficial. Um, it's, it can be a really big wake up call for you to start considering like, Oh, they see that on in me. I didn't see that in me. That's possible. Oh, okay. I can do this. So just being open and receptive to those new, you know, suggestions doesn't mean you have to take all of them, but right you know, you can't coach unless you're open to be coached, which is a really important, uh, part. Um, but another thing too, is looking what other, at what other people are doing in your industry. That's one of the things that you do in module one for an assignment is figuring out other speakers in your different idea, uh, audiences. And that's not necessarily to compare yourself with others, right? Like you can't compare, if you're just starting out, you can't compare yourself to someone who's been doing this for 15 years on, they're doing Ted talks and TV interviews. Like right. you'll get there, but that's not the goal of the exercise. Um, I can't remember who I learned this from. I wish I could, I wish I could quote it, but I like to, I like to call it filling in the white space, right? So it's, it's finding all of these, like, if you picture a paper that's full of pictures, right. Right. Um, that's, that's the noise in your industry. So you look at what everyone else is doing, and then you look at the white spots on that paper. Where can you fill in those gaps that are not being served to your audience? So when you compare yourself in a healthy way with other speakers in your industry can be really eye-opening on what you can bring. That's already not there. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Love that. Um, you also talked about like the intersection of like passion and knowledge, Mm-hmm. and helping that guide you. Talk about that a little bit more. Oh, I've got a self-example for you on that one. So oh, give it to us. Come on, give us all the dirt, Katie. <laughs> so my background's marketing and I used to give marketing seminars and I was really good at it and lots of people attended. It was very successful. And so, you know, I joined the speaker lab and the speaker bug caught up to me and I was like, I can do this too. And I went in cause I was like, all right, I know marketing. I'm great at marketing. I can get booked. And I started thinking about my audience and I started thinking about my talk and I had this wake up call and I was like, I don't want to do this for five or 10 years. Like I don't even find joy in writing my talk. I'm not going to love to speak about it. Right. I'm knowledgeable, but clearly is not my passion. Uh, And so I flipped it and I'm like, I'm, I live with a rare chronic illness and I'm really passionate about advocating and 
helping people through that. Right. And so I, I I'm knowledgeable because I live it every day. I'm passionate about it because it lights me up to talk about. And so that's what I pivoted to, but cool. it took a wake up call as I was writing my talk on marketing that it wasn't meant for me. So sometimes it does take trial and error, but sure. when you can find that intersection, it's really powerful. And it's, it may not be a huge aha moment like I had, but you're going to feel it inside when you hit that, when you hit that sweet spot. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's really important. Um, and it does help you transition out of this. I help everyone to, oh no, 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 this is, this is where my zone of genius is. This is where I'm brilliant. And this is what I know. And I'm passionate about. I always say to people, if I put you on stage right now for 30 minutes and you're completely unprepared, what is something that you could talk about for 30 minutes that just lights you up and you so would good. never have to look at a index card or a PowerPoint slide or anything? What is that? Because that's the passion, right? It is. I totally. need to lead with that. Yeah. And you can't force it, right? Like, no, it's only going to hurt you if you try to force your passion, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want that wake up call in 10 years. <laughs> yeah, know? no, it's so. so true. It's so true. And I think, I think, you know, it's, it's really important. Um, to understand that if you're going to build a speaking business, you deserve to absolutely love it. Like it should fire you up in ways that are unexpected and expected. And so don't shy away from that. Like if you do have a passion, I mean, you can't imagine what people speak about it's wild and they get paid for it. Right. Like, you know, it's, yeah, it's your typical corporate type of speak, but there's animal safaris and painting and cooking and, and they're getting paid really great money. So if there's something that you're really passionate about, don't turn your back to that because that's something you need to pay attention to. You have to be selfless with your impact and your message to others, but you get to be selfish with the reason that you want to do this. Right. So like yeah. it's your, it's your life, it's your business and you get to be selfish with that. Right. Exactly. What's the song? It's my life. <laughs> <laughs> Cue um, the music. <laughs> um, okay. So there are times where topics can be a little bit more general. And I know this is like an oxymoron of everything we just talked about, but I do want to touch upon it because I, I know myself, I have coached several students where I'm like, no, you can't necessarily niche an audience because your topic is so niched on the essence of what it's about. I'm trying to think of a specific example and I'll, I will, I'll keep thinking, but, um, there is that, that difference between niching your audience because the topic relates to them versus your topic being a little bit more general. Um, and therefore the, it's, it's not necessarily, you're not seeking out the audience. You're seeking out people who are interested in the topic. So mm-hmm. like maybe marriage could be an example of this. Um, you know, you don't necessarily have to be married to go hear somebody speaking about marriage. You might be somebody who's aspiring to be married and wants to learn something. So it's more important to market the essence of your talk. So yeah. let's talk about actually, I did think about it. I, I, there An is example? a student who, who okay. talks about love yeah. and they have three different topics, talks within that topic, love with your significant other, 
love with your friends and family, love with the people you work with. So like it's this concept that's the same, but they can take it to multiple audiences and, Mm -hmm. and make tweaks and it still applies. So like, yeah, I mean, I think, I think there's a fine line and I think you need a very defined strategy. If you do have that scenario, um, I think you still have to have a target to aim for though. I still think, you know, if you try to just (laughs) in marketing, we call it spray and pray, right? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Pray it that it sticks. Um, that's not a strategy. And so even if your, your audience isn't specific, but your topic is, you've still got to have that specific direction. And that's really what you've got to work on with a coach to make sure that you are um, pinpointed enough, I guess. I, yeah. it's a, it's a tricky topic. It is for it's sure. tricky. It's tricky. And, and, and what I always encourage our students is okay. Like, yeah, you could go to corporate with this. You can go to a man's group with this. You can go to, mm-hmm. so it's a lot of people who've had this profound life experience that could move people and inspire yeah. people. But there's also a system that helped them get out of that profound experience. So they could go into corporate or they can go into sales teams and they can help them um, meet their bottom line or get better results or create better cultures. So there's this like essence of their talk. Um, So I always encourage them to get really punchy with the marketing language. And what is the transfer? This is where it's so important that if you have this type of talk, you have to get to the transformation that you offer. Yeah. If yeah. you can't, if you can't zone in on that so specifically, it makes it very challenging, not impossible, but challenging mm-hmm. to market um, and 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 attract the right people. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, and I think like if you have this sort of topic, I think you have to be more um, I guess aware of protecting yourself too to opportunities because like you got, you can't lose sight of your why. If you don't have that target audience and you have a target topic, like you have to remember that impact that you're making Mm -hmm. and you have to make sure whatever gigs you're taking, whatever audience it may be, that it's aligned with your message and your, your reason behind your passion for speaking on that topic, right? Like if you don't set boundaries and you can talk to any audience, then you're probably going to take some gigs that you really don't want to end up taking. Yeah. You know, so you got to be careful personally too, when you can take this message so many places that, you know, you're not, um, you know, decreasing the value and how you feel when you're on stage speaking to a group of people as well. Yeah. I think too, um, there's an essence to your talk, which means there's an essence to the people that you are bringing this talk to. And that's what you really have to hone in on. You yes. have to hone in on what is this essence, you know? So you might help go-getter entrepreneurs, um, but you might also help fathers be better fathers, right? That your talk might be able to cover both of those, but what's the essence of the go-getter entrepreneurs and what's the essence of the father that creates that red thread or that commonality? That's what's so critically important. It's not as easy as I help salespeople make more sales right? It, it's, yeah. that's easy, right? You are niched. You could talk about it all day, but when you have this general, not general, it can't be general in any way, but when you have an essence type of talk, um, that can apply to multiple audiences, you have to decide 
when you, this is where you niche, you niche in yeah. what's the commonalities of those audiences. So that when I say go-getter, father, go-getter, entrepreneur, both those people are going to perk up. Or when yeah. I say aspiring athlete or, um, you know, uh, I don't know, give me something, you know, <laughs> just the, the, the terminology has to be so specific to the essence of the person, right? Yes. Like, um, uh, empty nesters. That's a great example of that terminology. You know, only certain people are going to pay attention to that, yep. right? Moms of toddlers, you know, certain people are going to, you know, pay attention to that. So you really have to hone in on the essence of, of the, the, the audience, um, less than the industry of corporate yeah, associations, you know, things like that. So, so true. So yeah, true. it's a tough one, but it's something as coaches, we really help you navigate those waters and it happens every once in a while. It doesn't happen uh, too, too much, but it happens every once in a while. And it's, um, it, it's great that they're in our, in our hands because we can really help them, um, be strategic, be strategic in that because it, it does change up the marketing angle big yeah. time. Yeah. And I think a lot of students come in thinking that is them. And then as they talk through it with a coach, they realize they do have a specific audience, but then they're also, you know, are the students where this fully applies to. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, uh, have your coaching sessions. <laughs> it sorts out a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I, I want to say, and, um, Rick and I talked about this on one of the earlier coaches, coaching corner coaches, corner series. Um, but really, if you want to, if you really want to maximize coaching and, and get out of your own way and accelerate this process of building a speaking business, come prepared, you know, really do your, do the work, write down your questions, do your research. Um, you mentioned before, like research other speakers, you know, how, how are they positioning themselves? And then what makes you different? I was listening to a podcast this morning And he was talking about his book and he has a ton of stories in his book. And uh, somebody reached out to him for speaking and they said, we really want you to come share your story. He thinks, you know, I have this amazing method. I I teach you this strategy, but still people want to hear your story. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about that, you know, uh, you can compare yourself to anyone, any top speakers you want but nobody has your stories and nobody shares them the way that you're going to share them. So it's really important that, um, to maximize coaching, to get out of your way, you have to pull those stories out of you and coaching really. I mean, we do that all day, every day, you know? Yeah. And it's going to serve you more when you can come with those questions and with the areas you're having trouble navigating to the coaching call, right? Like, Mm we're here to facilitate a space for your transformation. And so having you bullet point things that you really, really want to work through or that you're really struggling with just takes that coaching session to the next level. It makes it all the more productive because we're not the experts in your passion. (laughs) You are right. right? That's right. So that's, that's what we want to bring out, but we need your help, you know, to do so. Yeah. Being coachable is really important. And, you know, the question I often ask, unless I've been coaching you for a while and I know what the homework was and I know what to expect on our next call. But I always say like in the next 30 minutes, what do you want to make sure? Cause everybody always says 30 minutes isn't long enough. 
Yes, it is. It it's, is. it's more than enough time. We get so much done on those 30 minutes because we, we hone in on the specific area that you're, that you're at. And so if you're coachable, if you did your work, if you, you came prepared, you will get so much out of 30 minutes. And I always love to shout out certain students who have, you know, they'll email me before the call and they're like, this is what I want to hone in on. Yeah. And of course I'm opening, I'm open to anything else that you think we need to talk about. And there's three to five bullets and it's like, boom, 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 done. You know? And they're like, I feel so good. I'm so excited. Yep. I'm like, yeah, move on to the next module. You got this girl, you know? So, um, you know, really, if you want to get out of your own way, give it to your coach come prepared and just say, these are the things that I'm, I'm questioning and they they're circling in my mind. And what do you think? And get the, get the coaching that you deserve for sure. Yeah. And I love the moments too, where the student comes with this huge list of things they want to work through. And then we tackle the first, the, you know, the first two things on that list. And it answers so many more questions for the ones that follow. It's like, you know, when we can get to the root of really what's causing that confusion or that, you know, mind not, yeah. uh, it's amazing. What else that it's kind of like a domino effect, right? So totally. it totally is. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to add when it comes I to just, this? I don't, don't be afraid to, to mess up and mm-hmm. to make it a little messy here and there. Like it's not easy, right? If this was easy, every single person would be making hundreds of thousands of dollars speaking, right? Like you chose to step up to the plate and invest in yourself and invest in us and your time. So go all in, but know that it's going to get messy at times. Like you've got a whole support system at the speaker lab to help you back up and and encourage you. But, um, sometimes it takes trial and error, right? It's not going to be perfect a hundred percent of the way. And it shouldn't be because that's how we learn and grow. So, um, if you're scared, you're probably doing it right. <laughs> you know, that is for sure. <laughs> if you're yeah, not this... scared, like we probably have to have another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is, um, it's a long game and, yeah. you know, we started this conversation by talking about how students come in, they're all excited. They get to the content and they're like, Whoa, this is a lot of work. Um, and it is, and, and it's, it's, it's designed that way, right? It's designed for you to do the work so that when you're done with the speaker lab, you are so armored with everything that you need to be a wildly successful speaker. Um, but it takes grit, it takes patience, and it takes being coachable to get through that process. And, and then afterwards it takes grit and patience to continue to build the business. Um, so none of this is, you know, the bad news is it's not overnight. The good news is you will know, you, you can know confidently that when you go through one of our programs, you're going to have everything you need. We don't just yeah. talk about the talk. We don't just talk about getting on stage. You have the systems. I mean, we finish out your modules in the vision and strategy workbook where we, you will literally have a three-year plan for your business. That's amazing, right? So you have your talk, you have your marketing assets, you have your confidence, you have your clarity and you have a three-year business plan. Yeah. And you're immersed in probably the, one of the biggest cultures of speakers that you're probably going to be in next to a huge speaking conference that you attend, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's just so, there's just so much that you have to, to keep building you up in the, in the program. I mean, the community, not only the assets that you're building throughout the the program and stuff, but the community is huge. 
Yeah. And I think, I think that's another, um, that's another point I would like to drive home. Rely on the community, the people who Mm -hmm. show up in our circle group, it's a private group. We don't have a bunch of Facebook ads distracting us and all of that. It's, it's, it's our exclusive circle community. Uh, and you could go in there and ask questions. You could celebrate wins. You could celebrate other people's wins. You could share your website for some proper feedback from fellow speakers. Right. Um, (laughs) and you could, you could come in there and say, you know what, I'm having a real bad week. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling imposter syndrome. And it's amazing the support that you get. And so really we have all the components in our program to get people out of their own way to show up to their dreams and really, uh, achieve that success. And so, um, I think that's another great thing that we have here is the community. It's powerful. Um, and when you use it, it really does help you stay out of your own way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's some, if you're interested in speaking, like there's so many reasons to do this. And I would just ask you to, like, if you're letting fear and that imposter syndrome and the, Oh, I just, I'm not ready to do this, get in your way. Like, just ask yourself at what cost, right? You have a message and how many people are not hearing your message that need to right now. So if that doesn't pull you through the fear and the, the messy, you know, things that you'll hit along the way, I don't, I don't know what will. So yeah. Awesome. Well, this was great. I, I think, um, I think these are all really good reminders for current students, potential students, old mm-hmm. students, <laughs> um, <laughs> just these reminders of like, sometimes we really do just need to get out of our own way to get it done. Um, and niching, getting specific with your business. It's, it could be scary, you know, especially for those of you who are like, bring on the whole world, kumbaya, you know, um, (laughs) it's a big ask, but it is so worth it when you do it because it's amazing. Every student that has followed the advice, they're like, I can't believe how much easier it is now to get booked just because I'm so specific in my language. And it's everything falls into place. It It really does. Yeah, it really does. Well, Katie, thank you so much for your time. Thank Um, you. Thanks to everyone who listened. Please go ahead and share this with your fellow speaking friends. And um, we hope that, you know, if you are in your own way, we are a click a link away. (laughs) (laughs) to Come join us. Click a link away. (laughs) Come and join us on the other side. We'd love to support you in your uh, journey to becoming a professional speaker. Um, you are in really good hands. All right, there you have it. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Speaker Lab podcast. Now, I want you to know that we do this podcast simply because we want to serve and support speakers like you. We don't charge anything for you to listen, but in return, we do have one small favor to ask. Would you be willing to subscribe to the podcast where you're listening right now? Hit that subscribe button. Also, leave us a rating and review within iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen to these podcasts. We read every single one of them, and they also help other people to find the show. Also, if you are looking to take the next step in growing your speaking business, be sure and check out thespeakerlab.com. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com. We've got a ton of free resources and tools there, and you can also learn more about the programs that we offer, which include one-on-one coaching. Our mission here is to help you find the confidence, clarity, and clear path that you need to own your speaking success. So again, check us out over at thespeakerlab.com. As always, we appreciate you hanging out with us and we'll catch you next time. You're awesome.